Alright, alright, as long as you're not leaning forward to talk to it, then we should be good. I've started rolling. In three, two, one. No, it's already rolling. <laughs> it's already rolling. I, you know. Alright, we're live. We're live. We're kind of live. <laughs> so, how, uh, how do you think this trip kind of like changed at all the stress of your job? Or not at all? I don't think it did. Really? I think it just gave me a a brief respite. Mm-hmm. But you're never totally away from it. Yeah. Especially when you're always connected. Uh-huh. Emails are always coming through your phone. Things to respond to. Laptops to fire up. So, yeah, a little bit. It might have alleviated a little bit, but not totally. Yeah. 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 How do you think this vacation uh, impacted your well-being as it relates to school? Yeah, this is going to be a uh, very non-confrontational episode, unlike the last one. We're going <laughs> to keep it very, very polite. Uh what was the question? So how do you think this vacation impacted your mental well-being and emotional well-being as it relates to school? It was, I think it was, uh, it, it helped, you know. I think it was probably good to, to come out here and to just, like, to not have to do anything out here. I think this is like a good place where you don't have to really do anything, where you don't have to get anything done. It's kind of, it's always been good for that, I think. It's, it's always been good for that. The concern comes with like, what if I have to get something done and I'm out here, you know? Like what if I have some level of work at a job or something? Like maybe that won't be that big, big of a, a, a problem, but you know. It's pretty much always been easy to like come out here and not get away from it all. Just yeah, get, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I wonder about too. Sometimes it's like, is that even like a is that like a a good thing, you know, to to go kind of like run away from whatever I'm dealing with there in Philadelphia. So. So, yeah, it, it's been nice. It's been nice, but I know it's going to be, you know, it's going to be just like it, it's been before, right, with that five-hour flight, and you lose kind of like a whole day, and you get back to Philadelphia. And, and it becomes real real quick. <laughs> yeah. And that it's ride. Like, and the sun's, you know, the, 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 stepping out of the airport is not nearly the same, and it's not like the... Uh, what time do you land? I mean, it's a five-hour I mean, flight. If it's an 820... Add basically eight hours, so like four o'clock, something like that, you'll land. Yeah, which isn't terrible, you know what I mean? But it's still... It'll still be daylight. It'll still be daylight. Yeah, so... Get home, pull some jerk chicken out of the freezer. I got some chili, that's all I got. Okay. I guess a little bit of chili left. Off the, I kind of put off going shopping or cooking for a while because I knew I was going to leave for a week. And it's not like you can't freeze stuff, but it's still... So when you go back, you need to go shopping? When I go back, I need to go shopping. Uh, yeah, so there's there's that. 
there's that aspect of it too, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see, right? But like, did you listen to the other episode? You listen to the one you did? Um, I listened to the majority of it, but I didn't. I didn't listen to. I, I I can't remember how far into it I was when I had to stop, and then I never went back and finished it. <laughs> but it was that part where it was pretty much a monologue on your part, uh, and I was like, you know, cornered and had nothing to say, <laughs> and it was getting late, and I was getting tired, and and you felt it kind of just again. disintegrated and ended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took you right back to that place. Where you're like, oh man, I am yeah, I am tired and I'm, you know. He's argued me into a corner. Yeah, I I can't uh, you know I'm not gonna win this. I don't even know that I care about winning it. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. can have this victory. <laughs> but do you think you have that you have that thing where you like don't like to hear yourself back recorded? I, I thought it was really interesting listening to myself. What do you mean by that? You just don't. What your voice sounds like in your own head is so different from what your voice sounds like to the outside world. I mean, don't you experience that when you listen to yourself? Do you, are you like, wow, that's what I sound like? You don't, you don't. I think the first two or the first one, the first one really, yeah, like it definitely, that's kind of why I asked because the first episode I did, listening back to it, it was like really, it was interesting, like you said. But it was kind of like a weird adjustment to make to move from what I thought I sounded like to what I actually sound like. And and so that was that was like that was kind of a lot. Uh but now you're used to what you sound like. But once I got past I guess like there's that initial thing where I didn't want to hear what I actually sounded like because it was kinda of like, ah, oh, that sounds I don't know, I don't necessarily like how I sound. But <laughs> but then did it make you more self-conscious? Uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just, but it wasn't really how it sounded. It was more like, eventually it moved from, like, the, after a, a couple minutes, it wasn't just that, oh, I'm hearing my voice back. It was, well, what am I actually saying, you know? Because I'm no longer, like, thinking on my feet while I'm talking. I get to, like, listen back to what I said and listen back to just how I behaved in a conversation and see what I must sound like to other people, kind of. At least just what I'm saying. I'm not sure how people receive it, but just realizing how much I say like and you know was really <laughs> was really alarming. Well, that's what I was going to say. That, that, that to me, I think it's three things that come to mind. One is just what your voice sounds like. Because, mm -hmm. again, it, I think that your voice sounds different in your own head or or what you can hear projecting out versus what other people hear. Mm -hmm. um, because you sounded the same to me on the recording, okay. but I sounded different to me. So just that, wow, that's what my voice sounds like. That That's one part of it. The second part of it is just my speech patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's kind of like, when I listened to myself, I sounded more like a Jewish Philadelphian <laughs> than I realized. Oh, uh, what do you mean by that? It, and it real as I was listening to myself, I, I felt like I was listening to Philip uh, a little bit. I mean, not exactly, but more like that than I ever thought. It it had that 
it had something of like when when we're around those the Philadelphia cousins, <laughs> I I sounded more like them than I than I realized. Yeah, and that was weird to me. That that was that was very unexpected. And then the third part was just how inarticulate, you know, you can come across with the you knows and the likes mm. and the and you know just sort of searching for words, not you know. How, how, right. So, <laughs> like you know, so that part, you know, which I kind of already knew, but then just hearing it because you don't hear yourself, yeah, um, just sort of hearing it live <laughs> and the confirmation of it, yeah, um, was you know that that struck me a little bit too. But the the first, the, I think the middle one, the second thing I said was the biggest one that hit me was. Wow, I didn't think I sounded like that. And then it then it started making me think about how you know, I I started thinking about it in in the context of living in the south. Yeah. It's one thing when you live in Philadelphia <laughs> and you sound like sound have more of a Philadelphia accent than you realized, but when you live in the south and you have that accent, then I started thinking, wow, I really must sound different to people down there mm-hmm. more than I thought. I thought I was more of a chameleon, I guess, is maybe what I, in terms of how I, how I communicate. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, th- those are the things that struck me when I listened back to it. Yeah, it was definitely, another thing that struck me when I first listened back to uh, the first one I did, or even really like the first two, was um it it was kind of like whenever i would not talk over people but but seemingly be like waiting to talk or just wouldn't quite address something someone said it <clears throat> it really like jumped out to me and i was like oh my goodness like how much do i do that you know <laughs> like am I, am i just constantly you know just, just like not really listening to people. Am I just like waiting to make a point and just try to make sure I'm heard? And I was kind of able to let go of some of it after it was recorded. Like once, once I said on the first like episode or second episode, this whole like thing I thought about either like, um, either like like online dating or like watching. Uh, just watching, like, not to get back into the sports thing, but, like, watching sports or whatever, just talking about that to Chris on the first two episodes, I really felt like I could just, like, not be at people's throat with that in my daily life anymore. I felt like this weight lifted off, you know, where it was, you like... You got it out of your system on the podcast? Yeah, where it was, like, okay, I've... It's recorded know, now. I don't have to keep saying it. Yeah, and even just, like, the complaining about... <laughs> I can about, just say, go listen to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the idea at first, actually. It was, like... And the idea was, in the first one especially, of just being, like, snowed in in Philadelphia and just... Uh, and still being, like, really bothered by the things that that I was bothered by the first couple months... Like, that all coming to a head and having that recorded, I was able to kind of let a lot of that go, too. Because I felt like, okay, it's recorded. I don't have to worry about, like, um, just maintaining this position, you know? Because I know, like, and it's recorded that that was my position at this time. And whether or not I maintain that 
is not gonna like be um it's it's not gonna like it's not gonna be as much a part of my identity, you know? Like it's hard it's hard to put that it's hard to get the words across exactly right, but but it's kinda that like it doesn't have to be a part of my identity or I'm not sure I follow you. Yeah, that I kind of felt like in a way for a while, if I didn't maintain that certain level of like outrage towards those issues I saw, that I was losing myself or I wasn't being like authentic, you know, like if I didn't stay as, um, and this is probably like, you know, irrational to think this, but this is kind of just how I thought, like if I just kind of like lost sight of what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go from moving out of San Francisco to Philadelphia, if I lost sight of like the vision of what I wanted my life to be like, then I had kind of, then I, then I think I kind of like would have failed. And I think part of not losing that that site was constantly being dissatisfied with where I lived because of like, because it wasn't San Francisco. You know what I mean? And I felt like as time went on and time goes on now still, right. Where, where I'm not as outraged as I was like the first couple months I moved there. But it, I think part of like, it really helped to just have it recorded. You know what I mean? to have it recorded on, like, a day where I got snowed in and I was, like, fed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> to know that that's where it can get and to and to just, like, have some kind of... Uh, some kind of documentation of that, you know? Even if that's not how I feel next winter, just to know that's where it, it, it got and I didn't have to continue to be that person. You know, because I think it probably got annoying to people because I realized how much even now. Right. Even now, still, I realized how much I talk about the same shit to like a bunch of different people that I'll just, you know, that I'll just go back to these same eight ever present topics that are in my in my mind that I'm trying to like reconcile in a way. I'm trying to hopefully have someone say something that'll explain it. And like you did a pretty good job of that on that. Uh, the one you were on where you said that it's probably not just the weather that makes people the way they are in California. It's probably something to do with like the lack of history of, of that kind of thing that it, it, they don't have that burden almost like you're talking about New Jersey in the same way where New Jersey, you know, certain neighborhoods there just didn't have this historic view that can polarize race relations. So so that's been like a really positive part of it too, but it was like realizing like listening back, yeah, like realizing uh partially like just how much I talk about the same things was kind of frustrating, but uh But yeah, is that is that like hmm Ooh, I got to I got to check in. Okay. Did you check in for your fight? Yeah. Yeah. Group six. 
B50, same as I had coming out. Yeah, you <laughs> checked in before I did. No surprise there. Okay, it's life. It's not a big deal. She's not. She's not good at um, at going from having to not having. Yeah, it's like it's not promised forever. But does it, so, do you think you enjoyed listening back to yourself, though? Yeah, actually, I, I mean, I, I thought that. I mean, it was what a two and a half hour conversation, and I think that part of it was parts of it were really good. I think <laughs> you know, really topical. It was like I think we, you know, I. Maybe a little bit to your point, it was sort of like, I think we covered some new ground, made me think about the conversation, made me think about things I don't know that I had expressly thought about in those terms before or even came up with that I might not have uh, ever said before or, or thought before. Um, but yeah, there, I think there were parts of it that were, were good conversation. I think the bad parts was you could, like, the part of the conversation while I was eating oh. was really annoying to listen to. Oh, just to have to turn it up all the way and stuff? Well, just, no, just hearing, like, hearing myself smacking and, yeah. it, you know, just <laughs> the sounds of eating were was really annoying to, to, to hear on replay. Yeah, sometimes... I've, but I've, it made me yeah. think about, like, when you're in a restaurant with somebody and, and you're sharing a meal with them, that's what you're doing, right? You're, I don't know if it's the same. Because I think it's like when you speak directly, when you're doing it directly into a mic, it's it a picks little up bit, everything. Yeah, I think that's different than um, than if you're eating at a restaurant because I think it's just very background. Your noise. ear is not directly at their mouth when you're having a conversation. They're not eating like right beside your head. But just just the, even the fact that you're talking sometimes with food in your mouth. Oh, okay. The, it, you know, that, plus I think that the food was really hot, as I remember, you know, so, so I'm eating and I'm like kind of blowing on it and I'm, and I'm it's like that hot wing show. Or you know that, or you know that, um, you know, you have food in your mouth and it's hotter than you expected it to be and you're like trying to cool it off in your mouth. <laughs> Just the sounds I was making was kind of annoying on replay, but, um, no, but it was, it was interesting. It was interesting, something you don't, you know, I, I don't normally do. Yeah. Made me made me think a little bit about people who speak for a living. Oh and, yeah, you know, kind of need to per- perfect their their craft, and they probably watch themselves all the time and listen to themselves all the time, and then go back and work on it. And they think a lot about all the things that we're talking about about how we sound and <laughs> and and how imperfect it is. Yeah, um, and and how they have to. They have to get really good at that, uh, or else they sound like a guy like me who doesn't do <laughs> this for a living <laughs> and sounds, you know, like a, like an amateur. Yeah, that was definitely another thing that that hit me as well. Where just how much some of the podcasts I listen to, just how much has to go into those, or how how much like talent people have to really put out like a well edited not just well edited but like a well produced like interesting podcast for a lot of people to listen to because like I can't think of how to do that for like the life of me like how to like I don't want to do that that's not like the goal of this but in a way it it 
kind of forces you to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. People ask you like, well, how, who listens to it? How many people listen to it or whatever? And like, what's you know, what's the topic? And like, they want uh, their or even just like the idea of sending someone a podcast that you know, like you know, like the Spike Lee thing or the uh, like a Code Switch episode or just like, hey, this is a really good episode or something. That uh, there's a lot that like goes into that, and that like broadcasting isn't as easy as just talking. Like it's there's a it's just like there is. An art and a science to it. Yeah. Yeah. That there is an art and a science to it. And just thinking about like live radio and how, t- how tricky that must be to just go in somewhere. And then, because I have a friend that does public, uh, does like, uh, what was it? WKDU. Mm-hmm. And just watching him. Didn't you say you were going to have a show on there? I, th- I was going to do that. And then I started doing this. And this makes more sense just because it would be, it's like less work. You know what I mean? Like, it's less work than having to get songs together. Like, my friend that was doing WKDU, he had to, like, drop it for this quarter because it was getting, like, he didn't have time for it anymore. And this I can, like, kind of do whenever I want and also just not do it when it gets more intense. Like, I stopped doing as many during the finals weeks. and But I'm, you know, probably going to do more in the early weeks, like week three or something. I have more time to 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 schedule these so so I can kind of and I can kind of like do whatever I want with it I can you can't really even if you had like interviews or something on WKDU you can't curse for one so people aren't really going to be completely comfortable and it would just be a lot more pressure I think because you know people are listening like for this people aren't really going to know unless you someone tells them about it and they can't just like tune into their radio and then hear something and it 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 just kind of i don't know i didn't think that i'd have time to do both really i thought it it would be like one or the other and and so if chris didn't make that call to me on january 2nd uh explaining that there's an app to do podcasts i probably would so that's where you got the idea from yeah yeah chris chris like how did he know I think a friend of his told him. I'm not exactly sure how he... I think a friend of his told him about the app, this app called Anchor, where it's kind of like, uh, you know how like, like FaceTime audio is like an internet call? So it's, it's like that, like Skype or uh, FaceTime audio or mm-hmm. Google Hangout or something. It's, like, it's an internet call app that records the conversation, and it also like mixes it for you, like equalizes it, compresses it, does all this stuff so basically it sounds more even than just the raw recording and then it lets you like download it or just upload it purely to anchor so it's kind of like a social network but it also will like send you the download link for the raw not the raw file but the file that's been mixed and everything and so that was how we recorded the first five episodes was that and after after the first five, I ordered the equipment and decided that because a few episodes kind of went, it wasn't just they went left, but I was on winter break when I recorded them. And I figured like that it, it was very limited to be like to have a phone call conversation with someone and you can't really read their, uh, their face or anything. You don't know what they got going on. It's like different than 
if you have it like face to face where you can kind of see more. It's more natural. It's more natural. And I also wanted to have the video component. Like even though I haven't really edited any of them, it's like kind of an important part of it to me. And and I felt like there was like a it was there was room to grow it more than like uh than like WKDU to a certain degree. Because I don't think like I think if I really wanted to like up the production value, right? I could get like multiple cameras. They don't have to be like big cameras, but I could get like multiple cameras. I could like um I could start editing the the like the introductions and the endings and like transitions and cut it down into a more condensed version if I wanted to do that and you know you could cut out the part where you know your father had to check in for his flight I could <laughs> I could do that now I could do that now but I don't because I think it's not like for one it's going to make it harder to edit the video where now I can just you know put the video there put the audio there find where it starts in the video and then leave it, but I could also just edit in another sound effect, which would be kind of funny. I could edit in like the Jeopardy music, you know what I mean? <laughs> like as you know, if I wanted to really up the production value. But me and my friend Ben are gonna do like one really well produced episode when I get back in the green screen room, and we're gonna like play with the you know background effects and stuff as the conversation changes and things like that. But also just the audio setup. I could get better. Um, I could get like a multiple mic setup where I could have like four people on at once or three people on at once or just have a different dynamic. And I have the freedom to kind of grow it or reduce it like as much as I want. But with WKDU, to a certain degree, you kind of have to be scheduled in a certain way and you have to go within these lines of even just like the music you play. It can't be like any hit songs. There can't be, even if it was like a hit song in like the 80s, that's still a hit song. You could still be considered like an oldies thing. It has to be like underground music, which I liked the challenge of the idea of that for a while. Like the idea of, okay, I have to really dig to find quality unsung artists or unrecognized songs that would maintain like an hour a week. But it's still like the, the pressure of... Uh, of doing something live, which I might actually make the podcast live eventually, because you can do that live on YouTube where you stream something and there's like software for that. But, but yeah, the pressure of doing that, it's really, uh, it, it at least looked like a lot when I, when I, when I watched my friend, my friend Ben do it, where he had to like make sure the music faded out right before he got on the mic. And then he had to do public announcements and, but you have to not stumble and you have to not, say things like like you know you know what i mean uh you have to just you know cut that out and it was uh this was a better fit at least for what i'm doing now and maybe wkdu maybe i could do that one quarter or something and try it out and see i was gonna say this could just be the stepping stone to that yeah 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 it could be but uh yeah, I guess we'll see because it it just it seems like a lot of work. It really does. So I don't I don't know if I I I just don't know if it's, if if I need to do more things. To be honest, I think I I do. I think I just won't have enough time because it's like the quarter system. There's a lot of work, and this is not like a lot of work, but this is kind of something else I do. And I don't want to be, like, half-heartedly doing something either. So 
So, I mean, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But eventually, I'm trying to have Jerome on next month. I think that's going to be interesting. Have you have you reached out to him? No, yeah. Yeah, I talked to Jerome about it uh, after we uh Yeah, he told he told me. He did? He, yeah, I guess, like, the, the day that you went to see the house, yeah. you, you said, I have to have you... We have to do a podcast, and he was like, yeah, he told podcast? me he was like, I, I asked him, are you going to do it? And he goes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> like, yeah, he's you know, he's game for anything. <laughs> He'd actually be, you know, you probably, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I've kind of got a few. He's questions. a very interesting person. Yeah, I don't always prepare questions for stuff. Maybe I should just for like backup purposes, but like. I've got a few topics I definitely kind of want to hit, especially. I mean, you know, if you approached it from like a biographical, you know, standpoint. Oh, you think that would be interesting? I think it would. I mean, because he has an interesting life story. But do you think he'd want to talk about that? Sure. Like more than. He's not. Yeah. He. I, I mean, he's always been open about it. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he's a he's a he's a grandfather. I mean, his son Sean is like forty years old. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, forty something years old, maybe like forty three. Kind of blows my mind because when I first met him, you know, Sean was a kid, and he, you know, he had him when he was in high school, and, <laughs> and it's like, you know, Sean is like Sean has a son in college who's who plays basketball in college. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, I mean, he he has an interesting life. Yeah. You know, I, I'll let him tell it to you. I I won't. I won't take this time up to tell you his life story, but that would, I mean, I would think that would be an easy way to approach it, at least a first one. Yeah. You know, because I could see where you would do more than one, uh-huh. potentially. Okay. He's a, he's a, he's a very interesting guy. Yeah, because I've been thinking about getting, like, more adults on, too, because I think, like, Patrick was a good guest yesterday because he, he really took a lot of, things i've been thinking about and he's actually like really gone a lot further with them like some of these like philosophical questions about like is morality subjective or you know objective and he's really like he dove a lot farther into it than i did and it was like i you know i really like learned something i know i'm gonna learn more listening back to it again because i'm sure i missed things (laughs) as it was happening because it was somewhat over my head but you know like having you on to a certain degree talking about uh, different Philadelphia traditions that I didn't know about and different like historic circumstances and just things that I didn't consider. It's definitely better to me than having, and there should be a balance, right? I think there should be a balance, but I think when I have like friends of mine on, or not even just friends of mine, well, it's pretty much always friends of mine, right? But friends of mine on that are the same age I am generally, and if, if they, I'm not sure to put it, but I think like more times than not, I'll come up with, I'll present an idea and they, sometimes they'll disagree with it, but it, I won't really have my mind changed as much. I won't really be like, uh, someone won't really present an idea that makes so much sense that I have to like really confront what I believe and what I think and, and, and possibly look further into it, you know? Like, there's a good amount of times it happens, but I think it happens more if I talk to people that are, like, significantly older than me and have more life experience. And so I think I want to I try to balance it out like that. I want to try to have probably, like, people like, you know, like the Weiches individually on at different points. And, uh, and that could still, be interesting. 
but yeah, still balance it out, you know, still like balance it out with with um, with friends of mine that are my age, and then possibly bring those ideas to my friends and see what they think, and kind of get this this dialogue going. Because I think if I don't like watch the news, or if I don't go travel or have these experiences, and I'm just kind of in that routine of Drexel for the most part. Like, some of those episodes with Amanda, at least listening back, it wasn't like I had a whole lot of new things to talk about sometimes, you know? And Yeah, I kind of wondered about that when you told me how, like, she kind of comes every Friday night at 7 o'clock, has a standing appointment, <laughs> you know, like, like, like a like, therapist. Yeah, that, that I, it made me wonder, like, wow, so, you know, just the same subject, the same person over and over and over again, yeah. do, you have that, do you have that much to talk about? Yeah, you can keep it fresh and yeah. I think, I think it's uh, it does stay fresh. I started to worry about that towards like week ten, as it really, as I really kind of had to go more underground for just finals, and it was very much not like like I was going around exploring things or watching a bunch of documentaries because I had free time or anything where I could kind of draw on these ideas and bounce them off her. It was very much just like eat, sleep, gym, uh, work. And then, oh yeah, we got to make time for this podcast as well. It wasn't like, I didn't feel like I can't, I, I didn't feel like I was as prepared as I, as I normally was. Cause normally there's something on my mind that is like troubling me to a certain degree. Like I'll watch something, some, something historical or documentary or it could just be like a current event where I'll like be trying to figure out how this is happening, you know, trying to make sense of it. And then I can kind of, you know, like I, I to a certain degree, I probably did this on, on the episode you were on where I was trying to make sense of the sports thing. I was trying to make sense of like, how is it that there's all these adults that are older than these people in the league and they didn't go through what I went through where they, where they said, this is, you know, this is, this is a waste of time, possibly, whatever it was. Like, I, was I was really struggling with that because it just, to me, you know, to me, this was what made sense. But to, every, to the large majority of people around me, it was not how they saw the world and trying to, trying to make sense of it, right? And so by week 10, there wasn't as many of those, partially because I had enough people on to talk about those things where I came to an understanding of, of I came to a, a place where I could understand whatever was troubling me, you know? I came to a place where it wasn't as, I wasn't like searching for answers as much because I'd found pretty good answers to, to how that's possible. And uh, not that it changes your mind about what you want to do, but it just helps you understand other people's mentality. Yeah, yeah, not that it really changed my mind. It changed how I view other people, kind of. It changed, it changed, because I, I really had to get to this place where I remember I was complaining so much, not so much, but I was complaining probably like once a week about how much other people complained, you know? Other people would complain so much in class about how little sleep they got and about how hard the class was and about how... Um, how they they have too much work, you know, and it's like, and it was like a pretty routine thing to hear from just Drexel students, just complaining constantly, and to me, I I don't think I've I've 
publicly complained, especially not. Um, I think there's a few times that I've I've complained when someone's asked me something like you know man isn't this class hard and I've been like yeah it's pretty hard, but you know like that's pretty much as far as it's got. I think I have a kind of different way of complaining. I've noticed that I kind of just ask questions like, you know, I'm not sure if this is really necessary. I'm not sure if we really need to be doing this animation course for the, you know, for the field. You know, I don't really just go like, this sucks. There's too much work. This, I'm tired. And, you know, that's kind of how people uh, talk sometimes. Not just sometimes, like a pretty good amount of the time in, at, at Drexel. And I remember talking to my friend Ben about just, like, like how them complaining didn't make a lot of sense to me. How I was just like, the classes are not that hard. There's really not that much work. You know, <laughs> if you, you can just go to sleep, you know, when you, you know, I don't get what people are complaining about. And he was like, to you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, the classes aren't that hard to you. And, the, you know it's not too much work for you. You know, it's not like a stressful situation for you. It's not, you know, it's not hard for you to go to sleep, you know? And I didn't think about it that way. I was very much like this, it either is or it isn't, you know? I didn't think about it in terms of like, well, and it seems like silly now that I didn't think about it that way because it seems obvious to to look at it like, you know, well, I'm not really considering what they are going through and that it's not them just being ungrateful or whatever, that they might legitimately have uh, a different experience. And they probably do. They probably have roommates. A lot of these people are probably like 18, just coming out of high school. There's a lot more work than they're used to. And they're also trying to have a social life, most likely, and it's probably just trying to make sure you're not crazy by by also voicing that you don't think this is an appropriate amount of work and other people agree and say, yeah, this is a lot of work, this is tough. But, you know, it doesn't really... It, it So I don't really complain about people complaining as much because I've, I've realized it's not a unanimous experience, you know? Well, what what's interesting to me about this is you know, the whole to you thing. So why do you think that, that, you know, you're not stressed out or, you know, you don't feel the need to complain like they do? Is it because, do you think it's because you're smarter than they are? Do you think it's because you're better suited to this type of work than they are? Maybe have more of an aptitude for it? Do you think maybe it's, or, or to the point you were sort of just making, You've kind of crafted this whole lifestyle I, I with think it's mostly, minim, you know, where, where you're totally in control of your time for, yeah. you know, and, and you've got things situated in a way that it's a, that it's efficient for you. Yeah. And so, you know, do you think that, that I guess that's probably a part of it. I think I, I don't know for sure because I don't know about like what their lives are like, but I would assume a big part of it is is kind of the last thing you said where I manage my time a certain way, but I manage my time that way because of like the two years I spent at SF state where I understand how to get stuff done more, you know, I, but but were you stressed at SF state? No, but I'd never as much work. Like I'd never as much work. And also it's like, it's like a bunch of things, right? It's like the working at Nordstrom thing. It's the SF state thing. 
and it's uh, and it's like it's like all that combined. So where you feel I know like you have perspective. Yeah, I know where it where the job. I know how rare that major is for one. <laughs> like I know that this is, it's not just like I'm taking a like a course that they offer anywhere. You know, I'm not doing that. Like I'm I know there's a very uh, small set of colleges that offer this. And I know I got into the one that made the most sense for me. I know that if I wasn't living alone, uh, I would be more, like, not stressed, but I would, it would be, my life would be more difficult than it is now. I know that, that it's, that certain things are a waste of time that I didn't know two years ago. And, and I, I think I just generally, I think that's like you know, a big part of it. You know, having roommates, if I had, if I, if I was like, if I, if, if you had put me at Drexel, right, coming straight out of high school and I had a meal plan and I had uh, roommates and I had these same courses I'm taking and I was like in the same place I was mentally coming out of high school where I was still like just like chasing women to a certain degree and like trying to argue with people constantly and trying to just like make my point like trying to argue home (laughs) a uh my point of view to like a lot of people I ran into just trying to make them think like I was thinking and just like you know and to just have that much freedom but I have that much responsibility at the same time it it would not have uh it would have not it not it would not have gone nearly as well as it's going now you know like it just i would not have had i wouldn't have it was already hard not hard but you already i couldn't really make my sleep schedule living with multiple people right i couldn't really do that it was very much based on when people stopped moving around like when people got back uh you know, they would go into the bathroom, go get changed, whatever. They would, you know, they live there too. Like, so you eventually fall asleep when, or you start falling asleep when, you know, people, other people are also going to sleep. So that might be like 11, you know, 12, you wake up whenever you decide to wake up. But that, when you go to sleep, isn't really as much of a choice as it is now. Where, you know, I'm the only person in my apartment. So... There's like probably good reasons that people are tired. It's not just that they're they're procrastinating, which might be part of it. Like people admit that's part of it, but like it's uh it's a lot. And that's why I think Morgan is probably dealing with I I don't know how she deals with it, you know? Cuz she's on the same quarter system, but she's also in this weather where it's like in my mind, I wouldn't get anything done and you're also trying to have a social Yeah, life. but she's not like, you know, bike riding to for fun and exercise and going to the beach and you know she's not she's not doing the things that you were doing in the weather i mean she's out in the weather when she's out in the weather between activity a and activity b and activity c but she's kind of running from one thing to the next she's just not she's not carving time out for herself because i think her schedule is so packed and then she's got to study yeah yeah but that so the idea of not carving time out for yourself is is on its own like that has to be kind of hard 
for. I, or I, at least it would be hard for me. If I didn't have, if I got out of high school and came to college and college is kind of being fed as this idea of like, it's going to be, and everyone's telling you, like, this is the best university in the country. You know you're going to one of the top universities in the country and suddenly you don't really have time to do a lot of the, like, the fun stuff. Or not just you don't have time to do the fun stuff, but you, you're just so busy with, with work that that there's... Well, I mean, I kind of think that, I mean, obviously the two of you are very different, but I kind of feel like for you, you need that you need that sort of alone time or, you know, that, that time where you'll go ride your bike or skateboard or go to the beach or whatever, but it's like unstructured time. I think that's, the, that's what you do. She's less unstructured than you. She's always sort of filled her schedule up with other activities that take up a lot of time, but they're like organized activities. And But I think that just like you have your release and your outlet, that's her, dance is her outlet. Yeah. It's just not unstructured. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, I'm not saying that it's easy or uh, because I don't think it could be easy. But um, I think that, that, yeah, I mean, you know, when she finally gets some time, like this week, you see, like, she kind of retreat, retreated to her bedroom and just vegged out a little bit. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that, you know, she really has that time anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah, I don't know that she would want it any other way. I mean, I, I don't think it's easy, but I think that, I think that's what she likes. I mean, nobody nobody put a gun to her head and said you need to dance. Yeah. Um, you know, she wants to do that. She likes doing it, and I think that if if she, you know, the other thing is this: if you give her a bunch of unstructured time, she doesn't do anything. You know, she she'll go into her room and just like you know, just like lay on, the bed, you know, veg out yeah. with her iPad. Yeah, that's true. Or her or her laptop, you know, watching videos or some, you know, binge watch until some someone show. calls with plans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, she, you and she are very different that way. Um, and you know, you'll come up with something to do, or or you know, you'll you'll make something out of nothing. Um, so anyway, I just think, I, I just think that she's different that way. Um, but it's funny because when, when I went out, when I met Diane and Donald the other day, and we went out to lunch, when, when I went back to Half Moon Bay, um, you know, we were we were kind of talking about you guys at one point and about, um, you know, I, I was I was sort of making the point that. Like when I think about when I was in college and, and I mean, I didn't really, I, I wasn't really in any serious organizations. I mean, I, I had a lot of, a, you know, I had my time in class and the time I needed to study, but there was a lot of unstructured time mm -hmm. that I just didn't really do anything meaningful with. Yeah. Um, not even as, you know, it's sort of like a cross between you and her where I had as much unstructured time as you have maybe compared to her, but I did as little with it as she does, <laughs> you know, so sort of like the worst of both worlds. Or maybe, I, you know, I'm not sure, are, 
Do you think that could possibly just be you, like, remembering it a certain way that you really were just not? No, I mean, like, I, th- I would. Like, what do you think you were you doing? You know, I would go to, um, I mean, I might go to the gym and just get in some pickup, ba- you know, some pickup basketball. Or I would get on the subway and I would I would go downtown. Like, you know, there were these record shops that, okay. you know, they might still have them. I don't know anymore. But they would be, like, blasting music out into the street. And you'd go in there and I'd buy my, I mean, I had a zillion records. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, you know, not every day or probably even every week did I go downtown, but I mean, I'm just thinking of things I did. Um, and I guess just, you know, just hang out with my, with my friends. And, um, it's hard to remember a lot of specifics. I know I, I didn't spend a lot of money. I mean, that, that money that my parents gave me, that had to last me the whole semester. I mean, it wasn't like I had their, I had my father's credit card or anything, (laughs) that I could charge stuff on. I mean, everything, you know, my, my weekend eating, everything was on that. That's why I would get like a work study job um, or a non-work study job just to make some extra money. Um, But anyway, I mean, I guess I, I, my point was really to them was about how, like, I don't know that I could have handled more because I don't think I was dis, I, I don't think I was as disciplined as she is. Um, or, or that you are in terms of, like, I procrastinated, yeah. you know, quite a bit. So I probably did add some stress that, that was unnecessary onto it. I wasn't as disciplined as some other kids I knew that would, you know, be in the library every night. You know, they just, they just, it was a routine for them. I, I, I or wherever they studied. I mean, I was, I was just a lot less structured. Um, about it and anyway I mean I I think I'd be like so overwhelmed if I was trying to do what what she's doing or and I don't think that I I could I mean you know your your whole game is so much different than mine it's like really hard for me to relate to to how you live your life (laughs) I mean it just is it's like everything about it is different (laughs) what you're what you're studying is something that I you know have no confidence I'd be any good at at all (laughs) You know, it's, it's creative. It's, you know, I was much more like, give me, you know, give me a tried and true <laughs> recipe and I'll follow it, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to follow it really well and, and be true to it. But like, if I have to come up with the recipe, if I have to create something, you know, anything artistic, I, I mean, I was so far in over my head, you know, I, it was, a, it would be an utter failure. So you know, between between that and then just, like, your whole routine thing. Like, how how disciplined and routinized you've made your life, um, I wouldn't stick to it like you do. I just, I, you know, I, I, I just know I wouldn't. It's like an exercise routine. Mm-hmm. If I'm not being pushed by somebody, I haven't exercised in two weeks now because I haven't had a workout. Yeah. So, um you know, all that to say that just, you know, I, I look at I look at that um, and, you know, either one of you, it's like there, there's definitely a part of me that just says I couldn't do what either one of you were doing. But, you know, when I when I made that point, Diane came back pretty quickly with the comment that, yeah, but they don't have the father you had. Mm. So what made me think of all that mm. was your whole comment about to you right for you okay it's sort of like yeah everybody 
is coming from a different place. And, and I, you know, I don't know that that, you know, I don't mean to make my father sound like a demon um, or that he was, he was, you know, he was a terrible father or he put an, you know, an ungodly amount of pressure on us or anything. But there was a significant fear of failure that I felt. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that fear of failure, A, you know, drove me to get good enough grades, but B, um, it made me afraid to stray off the path very much, at least that path. I mean, I I strayed off other paths socially (laughs) and everything, but, but just in terms of, you know, that, that, you know, go to, go to go to a good school, get good grades, get out in four years, get a good job. Like, I didn't, I, I wasn't going to do too much to mess with that because, and so part of that is I don't think that I stretched myself very far because I was afraid of, mm-hmm. of um, you know, doing anything that would potentially harm that. And, and so, like, one of the bigger things that I, that I did to step out from that was, like, pledging. Mm-hmm. And pledging like wreaked havoc on me. You know, it's like I I just, um, you know, the academics suffered while I was I I just was not self disciplined enough. I was get you know you you get run ragged while you're pledging. You know, there your time is not your own, so you have to be really self disciplined. And I was just so distracted all the time by the the process. Um, and keeping it a secret from my family and, you know, just everything that went with it that, uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, and I thought about, I used to think about, well, what if I played a sport? You know, what if I was on the football team or the basketball team that traveled that, you know, to games and practicing all the time and, you know, whether it's getting up early in the morning for practice or, you know, where my afternoon might be free, these guys are going until whatever time, and then they got to eat, and then they got to go back and study, um, and then, you know, working out. I mean, like, just all the stuff that comes with being on a sports team, or if you were, you know, in, in the drama thing. I mean, people were in all different kinds of things. They wrote for the school newspaper. They, people did a lot of things that would eat up a lot of time, and I didn't do any of that stuff. And, and then, like... You know, I, I would think about, well, how do they get their schoolwork done? Mm-hmm. But it, I guess it's really just about being self-disciplined and being smart. I mean, you know, I don't know whether – I probably was ADD, you know, without, undiagnosed. Being, without being – Yeah, and, and, and so I think that, you know, studying – a lot of times studying, especially certain things, would take me way longer than other people because I just couldn't stay focused. That's why I stayed away from reading courses. I never took a history course. I never, you know, other than like a, a freshman English composition course, I, I never took an English course, which would have had me reading like, you know, 10 books in a semester. Yeah. Because it just took me forever to get through that kind of material. I mean, I just couldn't, I, I just couldn't stay focused and plow through it quickly uh, or efficiently. So, you know, I, I gravitated toward what came more naturally to me, which was like problem solving, which was like quick, 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 you know, I knock them out. I could do that. Mm. Anyway, 
all that to say your, you know, for you, to <laughs> you comment. Yeah, but I think it's also you grew up at a different time, you know? I think, like, the internet and the... Maybe maybe the time wouldn't have mattered as much. Like, maybe it has a lot to do with your parents that I haven't just... You would know better than I would know, I guess, what that was like. But... I th- yeah, I think to a certain degree, I haven't really strayed very much from that same path that you're on, where you talked about, where I haven't decided, like, you know what, I'm going to go try to do something that's not a four-year college and and not a good school. Like, I stayed similar path, and sort of Morgan, where it was like, you know, try to get into the best school you can get into, even if it wasn't directly what I did out of high school, it was still like, I guess, you know, but you, you had that mindset in high school. Right, it was still like I guess I didn't. I didn't really think that in high school. I thought like, no, just I mean, in, I, in high school, I was a I was a straight A student until twelfth grade. Like I got my first B mm-hmm. in twelfth grade when like I was already pretty much had already gotten into school and you know had locked everything down and I just stopped caring as much. Just the slide. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, I had I had a girlfriend. Yeah. For the first time, and I was spending time with. I had a, you know, I had a social life which I never had before. <laughs> I mean, I was just hanging out, and and just the whole thing was distracting me from just having nothing in my life except schoolwork. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that—that's the thing that really makes me admire people who, you know, do everything I did academically and maybe more. And then had this whole other thing that they were doing at the same time. Yeah. Because I didn't really have anything on me other than just do good in school. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like part of the to you thing as well that I wasn't focusing on, where there are certain people that either whether it's like they have um, they have a scholarship they have to maintain. So if they get lower than a certain grade, they could lose that scholarship and they have that weighing on them that I don't have or they have uh, – just they could have family issues. I mean, you you never know what people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, not just family issues though. It could be like another thing specifically involved in like college that they have to like an like an academic scholarship, right? Not just like an academic, not just an academic one, but an athletic one, where it's like if you you have to do this work, you have to do all this work, and then also you have to perform athletically, and if you don't do both of them, then you're not going to be able to graduate. And what does that mean, possibly? Like, that means you you might not have, the like, the the ability. That might be just, like, a really dark possibility, right? Or, man, there was, like, another kind of thing that was going into that. But, but just, like, I don't really have to have a job while I'm at Drexel either. I don't, like, all my time pretty much... Like, if, if I want to, if I decide to, I can put, like, as much time as I want to put in to the schoolwork. I really don't have to do anything else. I, my food is paid for. You know, my rent is paid for. I'm, you know, I don't have any real other obligations. It's all I have to worry about. And I don't have roommates either to worry about that. So it's very much, like, this is all I have to do. And, um, and so there was something that related to that. There's something that related to that that I was going to touch upon. But, but yeah, I think, like, that's, that's, like, part of why I don't 
have to compl- like I don't have that situation as much where I'm complaining about things because I think generally I'm not like worried about it. You know, I'm just not worried that that if something doesn't go well, that it's going to all crumble because I have this like solid foundation. Well, and, and, you know, despite our best efforts to make you focused on grades. Yeah. You've never, you never <laughs> took that on, right? I think I still haven't taken it on, to right. be honest. Which, exactly. And it's gone pretty well, honestly, like the last couple of yeah. – so, so, uh, You've seen my grades this quarter, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's like so – so, I mean, there was always this like, <laughs> you know – us trying to convince you that this actually this this matters this makes a difference yeah and you know you being like <laughs> whatever i'm not worried about it um and and i mean i guess i i remember saying to you at one point that um you know if you turn out to be right i'll admit that you were right um but i mean i guess i always i always said okay you know when i got to a point where it was just like it's a waste of breath he's just (laughs) he's heard it before yeah i mean it's just like i I don't i'm getting tired of sounding like a broken record he's getting tired of hearing the broken record um you know he he's not he's he's not going if i say it one more time or 10 more times it's not going to make a difference um then it just became a thing where i just hoped that you know, whether you came around to thinking like I did or whether you just didn't come around to thinking the way I did but just started performing because you wanted to, you know, I just wanted to see the day where, you know, you would either set the bar for yourself high and achieve it or not set the bar at all and just achieve it anyway, but that you would, you know, you would achieve excellence because for so long... What really worried me was that you were so content with mediocrity. Uh-huh. You know, just that you didn't, you didn't want the A. You didn't, you didn't see the point in the A. You didn't care. You didn't want to strive for the A. You were happy with a B. You were happy with a C. I don't think you were bothered by a D. <laughs> you know? I think, um, yeah. Yeah. Other, other than the fact that we were harassing you <laughs> about it. And... Um, but, you know, you kind of just, you know, you, you, you dance to the beat of your own drummer. Um, and, and now that you're, you know, one of the things that I really hoped for when you went away to college was that now that you're out from under our roof, which is something you desperately want, <laughs> that, um, you know, we're not there either micromanaging you or trying to micromanage you or giving you any feedback in real time, you're on your own, you're away from us, that, you know, you, you'll do it now because you want to. And you'll, you know, you'll, you'll be doing it with something that you like. And, and that's what it feels like is happening now is, you know, you're, you're excelling, you, you know, you, you found a field that you really wanted wasn't what you originally thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but you you figured that out. You you know one of the things that I kind of had in the back of my mind from the beginning when you went to SF State was you might not be here for four years. Yeah, you were vocal about that. Well, I just I mean I just I, I just felt like it, it was I just felt like it was uh you know 
it was one of those schools that, like a lot of schools, it's what you make it, right? So yeah, it, it could definitely be, was. It could be community college or it could be, you know, it, it could be a really, really great program um, like like you can get at state schools if you get into an honors program or, you know, it just happens to be someplace that people who, d- who couldn't afford to go to a private school, yeah. you know, they, this was the best they could do financially or whatever. And, and they, but they make the most out of it and they get a great experience and a great education and they do great things. So I was like, it could be, you know, whereas it's harder at a school like, you know, a Penn or a Stanford it's not as wide a range, you know, it's much more over on this one side. So, you know, it it was hard to know what you were going to make out of SFSU. Um, You know, were you just going to coast and get through? Mm -hmm. um, Or were you, you know, were you going to maximize it? And if you would have maximized it and stayed there for four years, it would have been fine. But, you know, I thought, yeah, there was definitely a thought that was like, (laughs) it was like, do really well, and then transfer to a better school. But, like, from where you were coming out of high school, this was, like, the best you could do. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's not that it's bad, but it's it's not necessarily great. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, it's all – I mean, it really is, in my mind, it's kind of all come, falling into place. And not that, you know, you're there yet or that, you know, you're done. you got a long way to go, but it – at this point, I mean, it couldn't have gone much better from my perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I... I mean, it's I, like, it's like the, the irony is when you were in less challenging environments, you, you know, just from a grades perspective, your grades weren't as good as they are now in a more challenging environment. Yeah, but I So think, that's like, there's, like, to me, there's... there's satisfaction in that in that it's like a confirmation that you always had it in you you just weren't doing it yeah I think it's really about I I have to care about the subject you know like I have to be convinced that it matters and if if they can't if I can't get to that point where I think it matters then then I really don't care about the grade and and it's and it's hard it was definitely hard I like it was definitely a point of contention for a while like that stance of like, cause I know, I knew there was a few classes I just wasn't doing well in English and it was like, why can't you just like, you know, get your grades up in English. And it was like, because I don't care about the books they're making me read. I don't like, I don't want to read these books and you know, so I read them, but I don't really like know what happened necessarily. <laughs> and then the, there's like tests on like what a poem means, like what the meaning of the poem is. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? You know what I mean? Like, the poem means whatever I tell you it means. You know, it's subjective. You know, but there's like a test on comparing two different literature. You know, it's just like all this stuff. Like where I did well in math, you know, because math made sense and it wasn't like so subjective. There wasn't, it wasn't like writing a paper where you have all this, um, there's just all this interpretation of it. But, but yeah, it was like classes like, even I remember how much I cared about taking an accounting class at SF State, how much I cared about getting that, getting that grade, you know what I mean? Getting that done and getting an A in that because I knew it was going to be a challenging course. I remember I cared. There's certain classes I do care about the grades, but I think 
that probably ended at SF State. Like that, there was for certain subjects. As long as I cared about the subject, I really cared about the grade. But I think that, because at that point, I really did understand what you were saying about that your grades matter in terms of like where you can go. That like your your GPA, because I knew I had a chance to transfer, especially after like the first year. I knew, I knew I still had time to like kind of uh, right the ship, in a sense, and to to transfer somewhere else, but, uh, so I, so I knew it was important. I, I didn't, it wasn't like I didn't care at that point. I definitely didn't care at, at, at certain points in middle school and high school. Cause I didn't feel like where I went to college mattered. I felt like it was going to be, I was going to do computer science and there were so many computer science jobs that they were just going to, you know, I, I remember when you first told us, I guess it was your, I guess it was your freshman year, maybe the second semester and you told us I don't think I want to be a computer science major and I just remember feeling like here we go (laughs) so because I mean I I remember thinking like okay so his rationale always was it doesn't matter where I go to school it doesn't matter what my grades are because I'm going to be a computer science major but then you started talking about well maybe I'll be a marketing major or you know maybe I'll be a this or that which you know just seemed much more generic and much more um you know now you're sure bet of being able to make it in this world because you're going to be in a in a field where there's more demand than supply and you don't have to you know you don't have to crush it if you're just a psychology major or a marketing major, yeah, all that shit's out the window. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. and so now, you know, the chickens could be coming home to roost on you know your lack of performance. Yeah, and and that that was that was concerning for a little bit. Yeah, um, but I guess I just kept looking at it like, I mean, I took personally, I took comfort in the fact that I did believe that that you're the type of person that, I mean, I agree with you that, that, that you have to, you have to want to do it, but that at least if you wanted to do it, you'd be good at it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the biggest thing for you would be to identify what you want to do. And that once you do that, even if it is marketing, you know, you're entrepreneurial, you're, I mean, unless you just want to go work for corporate America with a marketing degree, you know, that could be a little challenging because I, I don't really have a sense of, uh, you know, to me, like, that's a doggy dog world. And, and I don't know what kind of job you would have wanted in that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, I, I felt like, you know, you, you're, you're creative in, in terms of, you know, just your little eBay business, you know, just different things. You do, you, you do things your own way, but, you know, you're doing things. You're not just, like sitting around playing video games all day and, and, and taking up space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, you'll, w- when you find something you want to do, you put energy into it. And so I don't know, but, but I mean, it is, it is really good just to see that you, you know, you found a niche and, you know, you found a, a great program at a, uh, you know, a much better school and you know you're doing it and and it's working you know it's mm-hmm. like it's I mean the evidence is 
I'd have to think that the evidence is in the grades that it's not like you're just getting through it. I mean, you're kind of mastering it. Yeah, yeah. It's, and the, you know, thriving. It definitely was, was what you said about finding something I cared about, you know, which, uh, which made a huge difference. And I think that was a, like getting to college as well, like getting to SF State where I had just more choices in terms of classes I wanted to take. Because any of the classes I wanted to take, for the most part, those were not the classes I got, like, a C in. Like, there was classes that... There was that one where you had a disagreement with the professor yeah, that was, you got a C. I don't, there was that, was Com 150, Communications 150. There was that one. But I had that was, like, everyone has to take that. That's a class that you don't have a choice. You mm-hmm. have to take that course. And the other one was, like, uh, like American uh, politics or something. And that was like a like a second or third third choice. But I ended up getting like a C in that class too. But any other ones, it was like I I wanted to take those courses. And even like computer science, when I took that, I think I either got an A or a B, probably a B. But uh, but yeah, it was like you know, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure what you think I'm doing at Drexel, but I'm not like super concerned necessarily about the grade. Yeah, I'm, no, and I'm, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get that. I get that. You know, this isn't because now you're you're grade conscious. Yeah, it's just that's what I say. I think you're just. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I think it's just that you're you're into it. Yeah, <coughs> it's work, yeah, it's working. That I I want to put the time in. I want to like I don't want to just get by with it. I want to actually. Uh, and that's and then once I do put the time in, I can be at peace with with it, and I can let it go, and I can like. And I don't really. I mean, obviously, I felt good about it when I got my grade, my grades back, and I got like, yeah, this you know worked out. But uh, <laughs> but generally speaking, I'm not I'm not working on a project thinking I'm trying to check off the boxes in a way where I'm like, okay, make sure I fulfill the requirements. But it's not like I'm thinking about it going into the project as like what will I get a good grade on? What will my grade be if I do this? It was it's more like what do I want to do? You're focused on the work. It's kinda like what do I want to do and then how do I make sure it fulfills the requirements? You know? Like what kind of what kind of uh design project do I want to do? And then, you know, does it fulfill this requirement? And so and, and they give us a lot of freedom, you know. There's a lot of projects where, where we don't have to. Um, it really, they really make it very wide. And some people, I've known some people like panic with that. Some people are like, I don't know what to do with my project. I don't know what's going to turn out. That's where I would be. And I'm like, I got, like, t- I got yeah. too many ideas. Like I have too many ideas. You could sell them. And I don't know if, <laughs> you, if I'm allowed could, to do this. You could pick the best one for yourself and then like sell them off to people. Basically, basically, you know, I tell you about, for fifty bucks, I'll give you, you know. Did I tell you about the app I designed for uh, one of my finals? <clears throat> There's an app design uh, competition. And I didn't know we actually had to do it until like three days ahead of the, of the due date. <laughs> and sounds sounds like the sneaker heart. Sounds like yeah that yeah 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 it does. Now that you think about it, it does sound like that. Because uh, Troy, my teacher, was talking about it like like on and on throughout these these eight weeks or whatever. He's been talking about like yeah okay for the app design competition. What do you guys want the reward to be? And people were like yeah headphones. Don't make it an iPod Touch. Make it headphones. Like good headphones. And so he ordered the headphones. He was like, we got the headphones. And this is like week seven. 
And for some reason, I thought it was an optional competition because I think, I think it was optional for people not in the class to also compete in it. So I was just like, why would anyone do this? Like, why would anyone compete? Like, I guess he's trying to make it interesting by buying these headphones. But my friend Craig was like, what do you, did you finish your, uh, your app, you know, yet for the competition? And I was like, you did that? You're really going to, like, you know, spend extra time working on another project when we have finals? He's like, no, it's required. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we have to do we, It's required. We have to do it. And I was like, really? Like, when does it do Thursday? Because we had class on Thursday. But sometimes the teacher would make it do Monday. He was like, no, nah, it's do Monday. And this is a... I think this is a Thursday he's telling me, right? And uh, a so Thursday like a night. Weekend, oh. Yeah, so there's a weekend, you know, until it's due. But it was on a, pro- a program we already did. It was basically you're just designing the screens and making it clickable. It doesn't have to be, like, programmed to work. So, <coughs> so uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to do, like, a vegan kind of, like, you know, locate restaurant app type thing. And I was like, we can do anything, right? Like, we can do whatever we want for this competition. And he was like, yeah, we can do, like, just design an app. The whole premise is just design an app that you want to, if you had enough money or funding that you would actually build. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to (laughs) do. I'm going to build an app that is like Tinder, but it's just video. No texting, purely video chat, purely you have to deal with, you know, face-to-face interaction. There's no you know, pre-texting people or any of that. It's a textless dating app. And I was like, maybe I'll call it Vendor. And he was like, you know, yeah, that's a good idea. And I was like, nah, Vendor doesn't really work. I think I'll call it Computer Love. And and I based the app off of the 1986 hit song by Zap. And I, I like, included them in the app in, like, the About Us section. And I made it this whole thing where I didn't win the competition. But people, the person that won the competition and people that were judging it said they really thought I had, like, you know, a really good idea. And that if I, I could actually, like, move forward with it. The people that won the competition, the person that won the competition, Fidel, who won the competition, uh, also said I had a really good idea. But his app was like an, um, it was more like a, a news kind of, like, like, like an imaginary news app for, uh, for some Drexel, um, I forget exactly what it was. It really wasn't like it was, but the whole thing was it was not. It was a design competition. It was a design user experience competition. It was not an idea competition. And so initially, I felt like I got robbed. But at, you know, I let was, it, your, was your design. And I thought my design. I thought my design good? was pretty good. I thought it, yeah, I thought my user experience was good. I thought my design was good. But uh, he had more screens than I did. Like mine was very much like. Like, there was probably, like, maybe, like, 20 different screens. His, you could see he definitely put in more time. So there was more menu stuff. There was, like, more different pages to explore. Mine was pretty directly, like, homepage, about page. You move forward to the interest and identity page. You know, then you move to the map page. And then you select someone on the map. You confirm. And then you're in the video chat. So it wasn't, like, which was the idea for the app. You know, it wasn't going to be like there was all these different bells and whistles. It was going to be very much fairly simple, fairly simple. And the idea was like that you could only do it once every 12 hours. So people would be invested enough to actually like try to stay in the the conversation instead of just clicking away and then trying something else. And also so people like wouldn't just whip their dicks out on the app like they do on chat roulette. There's this whole 
chat site that tried to do what I'm doing, like tried to do that idea, where people just ended up like, and it was part of Silicon Valley. They had that thing about the hot dog. Do you remember that? Maybe you didn't see it, but like the hot dog d- d- sensor that there was like an app someone built to s- detect different kinds of foods, but it could only say hot dog and not a hot dog. And they sold it to video companies that were like to get penises off Instagram, basically. And, uh, and so the idea was that people wouldn't do that if they couldn't quickly get to another person. You know, if they could only do it once every 12 hours, you would just go to a site where you could quickly, you know, video chat someone else after they disconnect. So, and it was also to make it more like, like 1986, you know, to make it more like, like real interactions. More work. Yeah, that you, not, you're not, not just, instant gratification. Yeah, because you don't really have that many options. Like in, in real life, you would be lucky if once every 12 hours you ran into someone that potentially would, uh, you'd, you'd potentially be in a relationship with, I think. But on Tinder or on like Bumble or on Coffee Meets Bagel, it's like you, you ha- seemingly have all these options right at your fingertips. And so it, it, can, it can get to a point where it becomes a distraction. And the app I was making or I was designing couldn't really become that because you could only really use it once every 12 hours. You'd have to move forward with your day. So people liked that idea. I didn't win because the design wasn't, you know, apparently as good as uh, as Fidel's. But uh, but yeah, it's like. It's so are, are your are your instructors? Um, are they taking like a big interest in you? Because these are all people that are also professionals in the field, right? They all work. Yeah, they're think- not just academics. I think some of them more than others. I think uh, my design teacher, my user interface design teacher, uh, the, uh, probably program director, I think, definitely. Like, you know, one of the things, you know, when, when I was in school, when I was in school, I only ever bonded with one instructor in four years of school. There was only one guy I, I, I ever had any kind of a relationship with out of the classroom and it actually happened the one year I went to summer school he was he was he was an instructor in summer school yeah but other than that like I just never had any kind of uh any you know any relationship with any of the instructors or fact you know anybody um any adults at the school really right yeah so well that was as a state too I did like I had like different uh my one of my English teachers there. I would see him around, and I would see him like on the uh, the Lake Merced path, and you know we'd stop have a, have a conversation about all kinds of stuff. And uh, my philosophy teacher, uh, David King, I I you know talked to him about different stuff. And my uh, Africana studies teacher, Siri McDougal, I'd see him around, and we'd you know chop it up because he went to Temple. And so it was, like, it's always this kind of interesting, like, he would <coughs> kind of be able to see what I was seeing to a certain degree, mm-hmm. where it was, like, you kind of know this other place, mm-hmm. and then there's this place you're living, but a lot of people don't have that perspective. So he knows that you went back to, does he yeah. know that you went to Drexel? No, yeah, I have his number. I have his email and stuff, too. Like, I've, I haven't Do you reached keep an, out. Uh, I thought about maybe uh, reaching out during this trip. I didn't really think about it until just now, but I thought about it before, like, a while before, that maybe I'll, you know, 
I'll reach out and uh, I guess there's still time. I guess I could still try that SF State. Today. Temple has a pretty big program in that. I mean, African it's been it, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but he knows. You know, I I told him. Uh, I told him. I ran into him a w- little bit after I got in, and uh, and and yeah, and that's when he gave me his information and everything. And uh, so, but I mean, like at Drexel, do you? Do you foresee a situation where, you know, these people, whether they're in the administration or whether they're the faculty, um, you know, really, as you get further into it, start um, facilitating things for you or maybe even... Like the master's program? Well, I wasn't specifically thinking about that, but I was just thinking about internships, jobs... Um, you know, the co-op, obviously, you know, that, that's always out there. But, but again, it's like, you know, what I remember reading about the faculty in this program is that they're all professionals in the field and, you know, locally. Yeah. And that, you know, if they had this, you know, I, I don't want to blow it out of proportion, but, you know, if they've got this, this student that they think is really, you know, is good at this. I mean, it happens in all these other fields. I mean, Sophie, her freshman year, her physics, or one of her one of her instructors gave her an internship over her first summer. Yeah, um, you know, I'm just thinking like it wouldn't be far fetched to me to think that that you know you're doing really well at this. You've got a real knack for it. You're not freaked out by it. Um, you're really dedicated to it. That you know that they you know you're 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 succeeding in a big way in their classes. I I, I would think that they might have interest in you. I don't think about it that way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, because uh, I'm not the top, I'm not, I don't think I'm in the top tier, honestly, of, like, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm there. I'm in the top tier. Pro- the top tier is probably part of it, right? But, like, to be, like, top in the class, like, the people that are doing that are people that are, like, stressed out. You know what I mean? That are getting, like, A pluses in every class. Like, they're... And they're they're probably doing web design before they come to Drexel. They're they're already doing freelance work. Like they are the people that I think would receive that more than I would receive it. Because like to a certain degree, like I said, it's just like I'm not But a lot of times it's know. it's it's about more than just that though. It's about the connection, you know, and yeah. and it's about the you know, the feel. Like it doesn't it doesn't have to be the person that, you know, I mean, you know, you're looking for they, – they might just need another person, and they want somebody that they can work with, that they like, that they respect, and, you know, it might not be the one who, you know, is up 24 hours a day stressed out, you know, get not getting the A but getting the A+. plus. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I, know. I haven't thought about it, really. I haven't thought about it in that, in that way. Well, as a parent, I can't help but think about it that way. Yeah, I but, uh, I don't expect I hear you. like I don't expect to, that to 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 be something that happens. I think like as part of going to Drexel, right, where it's structured, where you're going to have a co-op anyway, you're going to work. Well, yeah, and it, and I guess the other thing is, it's not like you have a summer off. It's not like a, yeah, no, and, and state, you, you you're going to want to you're going to want to fill that summer up with something. Here, you're going all year round anyway, so it doesn't stop. What's going to happen? So you know if if. So it's really, yeah, it's just kind of, I think you probably just get the benefit of the doubt, maybe. Maybe you earn that with, like, uh, 
to a certain degree with your professors if they like you, if they if they like having you in class. And I, I think most of them like having me around. I'm not sure if it's just because of like the the diversity thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That it's it's probably nice in that like that respect, or um, or if it's that I I kind of bring a different energy to the class, where I'll, I'm not afraid to voice my opinion or disagree or critique someone's work. I, I would imagine that's part of it as well. But uh, I don't know. Like I, don't, I just I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think about it in terms of that because it's uh, like you said. Like you know, we we, talk, we talked about there is constant work and there is the co-op. So there's that chance that maybe they help me with the co-op, but I don't think a lot of them can because I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it out here, and I'm not sure how many connections people have. I think Troy's going to reach out to people that he knows that work at LinkedIn. That's like he's talked about that that there are some people he knows that work here, but. <coughs> But there's not nearly as many connections as there for is. you, uh, for me and Fidel. There's a few people that want to like go out to the Bay Area for their co-ops. So is Fidel? I mean, are you on? Are, are you on your own schedule because of the fact that you transferred in, or are you on the same schedule as? I'm on my own schedule. I'm on the sophomore sequence right now. So Fidel's on the freshman sequence. So some of the classes that he takes are. So you guys wouldn't be co-oping at the same time. No, we wouldn't. We'd be co-oping, so I guess, yeah, we would not be co-oping at the same time. So, my co-op's like in a, in a year, essentially, from now. It's in, a, in a year, I'll be going on a job for six months, and I'm going to start preparing for that probably September, I think, is when the co-op classes start. So, you have those for two semesters, then you're applying and everything, and and so um, his are, his is going to be because he's the summer off. He doesn't he's not gonna he has one more quarter, and then he takes the summer off and he comes back for September. I have two more quarters, and then the my junior sequence starts, and part of my junior sequence is the co-op. So um, so your co-op is gonna it's gonna run from when to when? It's gonna run from the like April to to December or no April to September. April to September. I mean... It's going to be yeah. six months, right? It's going to be... Well, it's not like early yeah, September. Yeah, that would make sense. Because, like, my classes don't yeah, really so start... Yeah, so it would be until the end of September. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So that's what's going to Okay, so, so yeah. So, like you said, this will be... This will be when you're getting ready to hit your co-op a year from now. Yeah. Yeah, where well, I'm gearing up for that. So... So, yeah, there's... So you got 12 more months of classes. I have 12 more months point. of classes. Yeah. Yeah. I've got four more quarters. And, uh, and yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it'll be, I think I should be doing more for that too. I think I should probably be doing like more like what Morgan Ramsey did and like reaching out to people at Google and at Apple and like at these different companies and, and trying to get that going. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to get my professors to like me either. You know, I'm not like. That's not something I think about. I, got, I really... No, I'm not saying that you'd be trying to. Yeah. I was just wondering whether or not it, you know, it's sort of happening anyway on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, it, I think it is. And I think as long as I, like... I, don't, I mean, I don't, it, might be, it also might be a little bit different there because, again, they're more than just academics, right? Yeah. They're not just 
you know, they're busy. They're teaching this on the side, essentially. Yeah. So they're not just like, you know, they have X many classes and lots of free time and, you know, their whole life revolves around the university. Yeah, it's very much like, yeah, they work full time and they do this on the side. So so they're in and out. Yeah, yeah, they're in and out. They're, they're around a good amount, but they're also, you know, they got, yeah, they got full jobs and some of them, like my UI teacher doesn't really post grades until like the end. You know what I mean? Until like the very end, you just don't really know where you stand. But if you turn in your work, you're probably going to get an A. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like you're just keeping up and then answering critiques. And, you know, but some people, yeah, they're just like, oh, where do I stop? He doesn't get many grades in. How do I know I'm going to do it? And so, but yeah, I think it's just at this point, just trying to, trying to maintain, you know, and trying to not get too worked up about it and uh and to uh to balance it out you know and make sure because i could have been up a lot later than i was like working on some of those projects during finals week and it's like for what you know like just for what like I, there were some people i w- that was in that lab with that i left at maybe like one thirty in the morning on uh i think it was on thursday night that was, like, the latest I was. There was people there. People were pulling, like, all-nighters that whole week. Not, like, consecutively, but just at different points. You'd hear about different people that had to pull all-nighters to finish a project or to finish it to the point where they thought it was ready to be done or just finish it to, until they didn't have any more time. They just used all the time they had. And it was just like, I, you know, I, if, I never want to get there. You know what I'm saying? I never want to get to that point. Where I, you know, where it's it's not worth that. It's just, it's, you know. Meaning, like, I'll be happy with the A, I don't need the A+, plus, or meaning that you think that they just don't organize their time and then and then they're at that point at the end. I don't think it's just one or the other, but I, th- I think part of it is just people are perfectionists sometimes. And I think it's that, yeah, they, they care. They care more than I care about it, you know, where they care about just, like, yeah, you know, just like, they care about the product more than you care, or they care about the grade more? It could be both, you know? It could be both, because if you think about it, anything I turned in, it probably could have been incrementally better if I spent more time on it, right? It could have been, you know, the more time you spend on something, eventually, if I just... It could have been better, it, but I'm not sure how much better it would have gotten in comparison to how much time I'd spend on it. So... Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they care more. Yeah, they just, they do care more, you know? I I care to a point, you know? Like, this is, again, this is not, like, the, the, the work I do in these classes is very much, like, not what I think defines me, and it's not necessarily stuff I would be doing if I didn't have classes, you know? But it's stuff I, I, I it's not a drag. I enjoy doing it. I'm not upset that I have to do this work. You know, some of it's more fun than others, but it's never really like, oh, my God, I got to go to the lab. This is such a, this is, you know, bullshit. It's like, you know, I I put the time in, and then I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, it's not worth more time than I'm willing to give up, and I'm not willing to lose sleep over a lot of it, you know? I'm not willing to lose sleep 
and I'm not willing to have it like disrupt my routine because it's just like at a certain point I remember with animation I, I it was due Monday and I said I'm going to give it two days I'm going to give it two full days for the final and then after that I'm not going to touch it anymore I'm not going to work on it anymore there's no time and I had to give another project two days and then I gave another project two days and I gave one project one day on Friday and that was how I structured it and whatever I had at the end of those days that was just what it was going to be you know that was what it was going to be and I was going to move on because otherwise you could just like you could just go on until it's due and you just it's never really done you have to set these due dates or else you're just you're going to lose your mind and some people every quarter it seems like at least so far they will just like you know just really do damage to their health whether it's mentally or physically just caring too much about these projects and and I I don't get it necessarily I I get it in theory how people care this much about their grades but it's like you know it's just it's not worth it like whatever that extra amount of just just you know being up all night or whatever to to get it done to get it not just done but to get it done as well as you could possibly to do your best you know what i mean to do your best with all the time and everything like that is like i'm not going to do that i'm going to do the best i can <coughs> within the time i think it's worth and then that's like as far as i'm going to go cuz after that i just don't care you know i feel like i gave it the best i could for for the amount of time it was worth and that's where I'm at, and that's the piece I make with it. But it's not worth me, like, getting uncomfortable to that degree, you know? All right. Well, this was a good one. I thought this was good. You know, this would be good to listen back to. Let's see if my phone overheated. And uh, it didn't record. <laughs>